0: Welcome to the Rookie Mortgage Broker Podcast with your host, Scott Peckford. Hey, Broker Nation. Welcome to the B Rookie Mortgage Broker Podcast. Every Friday, I talk to a rookie who's making waves in the mortgage industry to find out how they're succeeding in today's crazy competitive market. And I am so excited to share with you today a conversation I had with Wilma Payne. Wilma joined our brokerage 165 days ago. And in that time, she's already funded 11 mortgages, has four more set to fund this month. So in less than six months, it'll be 15 mortgages. In her first 12 months as a mortgage broker, she had done two mortgages. And so she's come out of the gates flying and very inspiring. And Wilma is going to make waves in this industry. Absolutely. A couple of things from my conversation with Wilma. First, I asked her, you know, what was the biggest takeaway that she got from going to our Rookie to Rockstar program? You can go to Rookie rookietorockstar.com to check that out. And she said it was mindset, hands down. And so you'll notice talking to her, she's got a strong mindset. But one of the things that we do at our brokerage that is unique, that as far as I know of, no one else does this, is is that we have weekly mindset calls that we do for all of our agents. And then we also, when a new agent joins our brokerage, we assign a mindset coach to them over the next 100 days. And we are talking to them, I think, seven or eight times over that 100 days in one-on-one calls to help get their mindset straight. We have mindset training. We actually have modules to help you get set on goal setting, vision, how to program your mindset, how to rewire your thinking, We have a fantastic program. We got amazing support. We got amazing coaches, but if you don't get the mindset right, man, none of it's going to make any difference. And so this is why, you know, I've spent a ton of money personally on personal development coaching over the last five years. And the thing that has made the biggest difference for me, the thing that made me from a six figure earner to seven was mindset. Hands down, no question. One thing that I could take away, even of all the stuff I learned about Facebook and marketing, if you get the mindset piece right, you will be successful. Bottom line, even if you get bad strategies, bad tactics. And so I think mindset is absolutely critical, which is why we focus on it so heavily in our program, and our brokerage. So if you're interested in that, go check out rookierockstar.ca. You can find out how we can help you. Before we jump into that episode, let me give a shout out to our title sponsor, FINMO. FINMO is a Canadian mortgage application, document collection submission platform designed specifically for Canadians, very easy for borrowers. And on the broker side, as they're filling out that application, it's knowing what documents that they need based on how they fill it out. When that application comes in, you can go and search the lender rates and guidelines and lender spotlight to figure out where that loan should go, where is the best fit. So it saves you time there. And then when you go to hit submit to the lender, a couple things happen. One, it'll be like, hey, don't forget this lender has these policies so you don't miss it. Again, don't waste time on sending a file and that's going to die. And then the second thing it does is it pulls over all the important notes from the file into the lender submission notes. And you maybe think, oh, they're just going to read the application. If you've actually ever looked at what a lender sees on their screen, on the other side, you'd be like, wow, I can't believe that's what you work on. And every lender does it differently. So it's challenging sometimes for them to find the key information. And so make it easy for them. Lender Spotlight makes it easy for you and easy for your lender. Check them out at LendS.com slash Finmo, schedule a free demo. And check out this conversation I have with Wilma. Hey, Wilma, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, Scott. How are you?
0: I'm fantastic, so I'm excited to chat with you. We'll get into your story and everything, but tell me a little bit about yourself and where you're from.
1: Okay, so I'm originally from the Philippines. I moved here in 2016. I think that was October, if I remember it correct. I'm actually married to an amazing and very supportive husband. We have a daughter, and we're going to be grandparents soon. So we're expecting our grandbaby on September.
0: And do you know what you're, it's a boy or girl?
1: It's a boy. <laughs>
0: Okay, nice. That's awesome. And so you moved to Canada 2016. In the Philippines, did you do real estate or like, what got you into mortgages?
1: Okay, not at all. The mortgage is totally different world for me. So basically, my background is a pharmaceutical industry. So I work in the pharmaceutical industry for um, around 20 years. So I was with a Swiss company, Swiss pharmaceutical company. So basically that's where I, my career started. So I started as a rep. And then when I left, my last position was a group brand manager for specialty care division. So basically our team handles specialty drugs. So we like a synthetic hormone, which is given to the dialysis patient. Then we also have a drug for transplant hepatitis C and rheumatoid arthritis and then in 2013 I considered moving here but the weather was not for me so after two months I went back
0: right <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> and we're talking weather in particular you're in Edmonton so the weather is yeah, like, another level of cold it's like I know it's like yeah.
1: I felt that when I bre- oh, what they call this my lungs were freezing when <laughs>
0: I've noticed I was- that I've been up in the north and you step outside and it's so dry it's like <sighs> you feel like your oh lungs kind of freeze so You almost moved here then, you didn't. So just, I'm curious if you were a manager of this, you couldn't work that job living in Canada. You had to like, when you decided to move, you had to give that up because it sounds like a pretty pretty good job that you must've had.
1: Yeah, actually we have a branch here or an office here, but it's in Mississauga. So if I'm gonna apply... It's still going to be far from the family, right? So oh, and your right. family's in Edmonton. So you yeah, like, Yeah, my okay. sister and my daughter yeah. lives in Edmonton. So I went back to the Philippines and I got an offer into an Italian company. It's also a pharmaceutical company. So this time it was a regional position. So I was offered a regional brand management position and business development manager position handling Asia-Pacific region. So I did that for two years. And then during my, one of my trips here in Canada, I met my husband So in 2016. So I decided to move here for good. And then when I moved to Canada, I didn't work for a year because I was waiting for my work permit, right? So, And then when I finally got it, I had the opportunity to work a local company as their hr person so i handled the human resources department for that for that company but then my husband was an advocate of work life balance right so if you're handling hr you're handling everything it's kind of it was a lot of uh, what do you call this it's taking a lot of my time so with the lifestyle that we had so my husband told me like uh, we thought then maybe i should look for a job which i can do remotely I initially considered becoming a realtor, but coming from the Philippines and moving here, the driving is totally different, especially during winter, right? So it was hard for me to drive. So like, if you're a realtor, I have to drive around the city, right? So, and then in 2018, when we bought our property in Edmonton, Mortgage broker was recommended to me. And I thought like during that time, maybe I should consider this. So I did my research and then, yeah, I put it into my, you know, possible, yeah. Yeah, considerations for a possible career. And then, yeah, when I left my HR job, so I decided to study and get my mortgage license. So when
0: did you get your mortgage license? How long ago?
1: I got my license in January 2021.
0: And then you joined our brokerage how long ago? It was like 170, 80 days ago. Uh, I
1: joined in January 2021. So I was a mortgage broker for a year before moving to our brokerage.
0: Okay. So, and then in that year, did you do any mortgages in that year prior to coming Not,
1: Not much. It was a pretty slow year for me. I only closed two deals at that time.
0: Okay. So two in the first year, right?
1: Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So, but I took that opportunity as part of the... I accelerated my learning because as I've mentioned, mortgage brokering is a totally different world for me. So I thought like I should accelerate my learning so that I can serve my clients well. So basically I focus on that. I listen to your podcast. <laughs> that's how yeah. I. It and was. And now you're
0: on the podcast. So yeah. It cool. became
1: my morning routine. So I wake up at five o'clock, listen, like my five to seven is my study time. Yeah. So I like, like I read books and then listen to podcasts. So I came across like, you know knowing you so yeah. I listen to your podcast every day learn as much as I can from the amazing people who are in your podcast and I actually I was inspired this is a confession I actually told myself I would like to see myself one day being interviewed by Scott
0: but you started in January so we're talking it's only been six months right like it hasn't <laughs> been that long so yeah that's amazing so you came over to the brokerage did you start full-time part-time what were you um,
1: I was full-time
0: okay you're full time. And you had said before, you have a very supportive husband. So you got a good team there. That's definitely helpful. I mean, it's not everybody's situation, but yeah. uh, it's definitely helpful when you're on the same page. And then so tell me about because you broke our record. So we had yes. a record for the most like because um, <laughs> our whole thing has helped you find your first 10 mortgages. You did 11 because you just like you wanted to do a little more than 10. So you did 11. How long did that take you?
1: 165 days
0: you did 165 but you actually could have done it quicker right like you were because you were messaging me and I was like how's it going and you were like tell me about what happened there
1: I was supposed to do it in 158 days well initially when I joined I put a challenge to myself like "Mm, it's good to be nice my goal is to be the first to graduate right among my bachelor's so that I put that as you know my one of my goals so and like I really did plan for it and then 158 days I was supposed to complete 10 but unfortunately that was a refinance and there was a delay in the home insurance.
0: And in how many days was this, sorry?
1: 158. Right,
0: 158, right. 158
1: okay. days, yeah. So it was pushed back by a week. So that's why it became 165 days. And right. then but it was
0: still enough that Jeff's like, sorry, you got this wrong. <laughs> I I, I, somebody's going to come along They might be listening to this right now and say, well, Ma, you're going down, and you know what? We'll high five you. And- I
1: will be happy to hear somebody. Yeah. You know, it's like uh, what do you call this? Jeff was very inspiring too, right? So, because mm-hmm. like when I'm seeing that I am easily, what do you call this, finish first with the same colleagues who, uh, yep. who joined at the same time as myself. And I thought, like, mm, what's Jeff's record? Maybe I should also. For, I should so, you're like, just going to be I the can- first in your <laughs> class,
0: and instead, you're like, I'm going to actually be, you know, get the record. So, <laughs> that's amazing. So, where did the business come from? So, you got 11 mortgages funded. Where did that original mortgage business come from?
1: Well, it's a combination of realtor referrals, family referrals, friends, and former colleagues.
0: So, so what does your pipeline look like now? So like as of today, how many funded are there? Is it 11 or is it a different number? Uh,
1: well, I have 11 funded and I have four scheduled to be funded this month. So okay, I'll so you be at 15, 15 at the end of this tonight. month. Yeah.
0: And then where's that business coming from?
1: Those business are one referred by a friend. Well, two actually found me on Facebook. Okay yeah and then one was referred by a realtor
0: and we were chatting with this before turned on so like are you getting referrals from realtors like what how's that going? yes
1: actually for now most of the files i'm working on are approximately probably like 70 percent are realtor referrals right when i was doing the referred realtor presentation so what i noticed is that like as soon as after the presentation the realtors immediately are referred clients Uh, how
0: many presentations did you do you know
1: not much yet (laughs) because i couldn't cope you got busy yeah yeah, it's okay you're you're having
0: success i mean everybody's situation is different but so like how many did you do i think
1: i've done like seven seven that's it wow
0: like if you do 30 you're going to need to get an assistant like you will will not. you know that will be your challenge if you're like if you decide that you want to continue to push but it's up to you to kind of figure that out
1: I'm actually putting that as well in my calendar, scat. So what I need to do is allocate a specific time, even just one or two presentations per week, because currently I, what they call this, I tend to be more focused on the files, especially if they're, you know, the clients are already made an offer, right? Yeah. What I would like to do next is to really arrange so that I could have a balance so just to make sure there's still like referrals, you know, coming in.
0: Yeah, you got to do a bit of prospecting and a bit of working. There's like a shifting. Yeah. You've got a few things you have to do to be successful. And so- That's amazing. So was there any point that you questioned that this was the right career for you that you were like, ah, what was I thinking? Like, (laughs) you know,
1: yeah during the first year because I thought it was easier right because I see that a lot of people are buying houses so I thought it's going to be easier like to get clients right but apparently it's not so at some point I thought of like did I make the right decision of you know jumping into this new career wherein I don't have any background or not really familiar
0: and no connections Um, really either I mean it's not like you have you don't have family that has a real estate office or there's no like you don't have some, you know, significant advantage that you could get, you know, yeah.
1: Plus, what do you call this? I'm new in Canada, right? And I'm not a very outgoing person. I just work home office. And then when my husband's on days off, we just stay in Alberta Beach, right? So I don't yeah. really socialize that much. So it was a bit challenging for me during the first year. And I, I was questioning myself, like, did I make the right decision to jump into a new career? And then in January, when I moved to our brokerage, I had two files. My first two files, I lost them with a the bank. I'm yep. like, oh my God, what's this trying to tell me? But I just go back to, you know, what my original plan, when I jump into the mortgage business, I told myself, there's no turning back. I right. have to make this big. And like my way of motivating myself is if others can, I can, I can do can it do, as well. Yeah, yeah. That's like That when, is like
0: absolutely true. That is absolutely yeah. true. If somebody else can do it, you can do it.
1: Yeah, whenever I am having those doubts. So I just, you know, like i like pick up myself again and say like, okay, if others can do it, I can do it too.
0: Right. That's really good. So you said your husband's support. What does he think of your success? I mean, from year one to year two, what's he said about it?
1: Whenever I talk to him about like, honey, somehow I'm thinking whether I did the right decision. right? He said, uh, honey, just hang on. It will come you've been doing well and she said like it's really part of the process like everything has Good to time. start slow just keep on moving forward and don't worry about because of course when I quit my job I save some money just to see like just in case I won't be able to work during yeah. this period of time I still have money to support all the mm-hmm. expenses right and he told me like you don't have to worry I can provide for our family <laughs>
0: so. right. So, you know, that's amazing when you get that kind of support. So I'd like to ask about a file because you said that's one of the things when you're new, everybody loses files, but can you think of a file that you lost when you first started, but now that you know you'd handle it differently today, because I think that's a good for other people to listening, especially new people, you know, hopefully they can mm-hmm. learn from your situation.
1: Basically, there was one file which I was working on when I was new, but it fell off because the condo has a negative reserve fund, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So looking back into that situation, I think the way I handled it is that I took full responsibility with that file. So and then I realized that, you know, negative reserve fund is not my responsibility. It's not my fault because we tend to blame ourselves, right? Whenever a file, you know, doesn't make it. Well, looking back, I should have handled that differently. Like I should have communicated it to the client that, you know, it's the property. And then probably we can just move and look for another property and then move forward. Right. And try to look Right. Did you keep the on. client
0: or did you lose the client?
1: I lost the client. Actually. Right. So, okay. So I it think, was
0: more how you handled it. Yep. Yeah. It's good to take ownership of things, but there's some things that are completely, like you said, outside of your control. The lack yeah. of reserve fund is just. That sucks. <laughs> it's, it's not a borrower thing. It's not a you thing. It's a property thing. So, yeah. I mean, really, if possible, the realtor should have been advising them, hey, just a heads up on this. If the realtor yeah. noticed it. Right.
1: Yep. Okay. Yeah. OK. Well, looking back, like I think it's the way I handled it. Uh, right. Which, you know, the property is not within my control. Right. But the way I handled it, I could have kept. You that,
0: could have potentially kept that kept the client. And then okay. instead of them feeling like, hey, you don't because here's the thing, especially if you're new, they're like, you don't know what you're doing. how could you make this kind of mistake? And it's like, wait a second, this is not a mistake thing. This is Mm -hmm. just a, hey, it's a new information and now math, it's not going to work. And Mm so, you know, but you're right. That's a good example. So the two skills you need to be as a mortgage broker, sales and underwriting, which has been harder for you?
1: I think it's more of the underwriting because I think sales, my background in the pharmaceutical business, I think have developed that skills. And I think because it's a totally new world for me, I really put a lot of pressure on me learning to underwrite the files because yep. I believe it's going to be the fuel that will light the fire. You in have life. to be able to
0: do it. Like yeah, I think I have to yeah, do the, it, some, yeah. there's some companies that will do it for you and I, you are at a significant disadvantage if you don't understand that part of it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you need to do it forever, but if you can't understand it, it's very difficult to have a successful career long-term I think.
1: Yeah and um, I think because like what I've mentioned with my pharmaceutical background in sales and marketing I can communicate with people I can easily you know talk to people but if we're talking about mortgage I think I can communicate better if I'm really knowledgeable about underwriting the files. I think that made a big difference when I moved to our brokerage because we have a very holistic training so I- really learned from a lot of underwriting coaches um Mm -hmm. and that really gave me the confidence and I think now like whenever I come in I speak with the realtors or clients I feel more confident that I can serve them well and I think they can feel it too that's why like yeah if
0: you if you're confident then they're gonna pick up on that if you're not what usually happens when you come off non-confident is to think you don't know what you're doing or you're lying to me because sometimes Lack of confidence comes off as like, are you telling me the truth? But either way, it doesn't help you. Like you do need to make sure that there is a confidence underlying it all. So so yeah. for you, what was the biggest takeaway from the Rookie to Rockstar program that's helped your business?
1: Okay, I think um, it's the mindset.
0: Yeah.
1: And the writing, well, we have, like, what I've mentioned, like the reason why I moved to our brokerage because of the holistic training. So like complete training in sales, underwriting, you know, those budget training. But I think the mindset is very important because it's also an experience, right? No matter how much knowledgeable you are in underwriting the file and no matter how good you are in sales, if you don't have the right mindset, you won't move forward. No,
0: you won't. And I say this, I say this all the time. If you have a strong enough mindset, we can give you the worst strategies and worst tactics, you will still succeed. Like literally, it's like, you'll just find a way because your mindset's like, I'll find a way. I can give you the opposite of what's effective. And you'd be like, oh, wow, it's working. It's like, yeah, because you're just adjusting. Yeah. You're interacting and you're not stuck in your head, right? So
1: yeah, yeah, if you have the proper mindset, you can be more creative, right? Like yeah. And you see every opportunity in every problem. So You do,
0: yeah, yeah. And I was reading recently, like if you're in a positive state of mind, you're 31% smarter. So yeah. like if you're doing a 50-50 coin toss and you could switch the odds to 81, you know, what is that, 19, you'd be like, I'm going to improve my odds by making sure that I'm in the right mental state. And that's what it really does. It is a... A multiplier effect so yeah. i'm gonna ask some rapid fire questions you can answer with shorter answers what's one thing people can't find about you from google
1: that i can flip furniture.
0: you flip furniture <laughs> yes where do you find them and where do you flip them
1: no i actually like it all started when i was when i moved here to canada i wasn't working at that time so because i don't have work permit yet so we have this dining set i'm going to show you the photo one time so i bought them from marketplace so i just watch youtube how to do it yeah so i removed the old stain yeah. Uh, and then remove all the what you call it, the cover, mm-hmm. uh, and then change the color. And they're still there. We're still using them in our house at the lake. And I also did some dressers. So I buy them from marketplace or sometimes the old. Do you resell movie. them or do you just fix, oh, fix no, them no. up? Just, just for personal. Use.
0: Okay, just so you fix them asking. up. I see. That's good. Yeah. yeah. What's a movie everybody should watch at least once?
1: I'm not really a movie person, but I think there's one movie which really resonates to me the most. It's an old movie by Kevin Costner, it's Field of Dreams. I don't know if you're familiar with it so what resonated me the most is the voice that he hears like if you if you, if you build, build it, it they will, will come. come it will come yeah if you build it will come yeah Ooh, so I think that's... it's a timeless principle right which can be applied in every stage of your life and then if I could correlate that in the mortgage business so like it now I'm still at the stage of building to just continue building and you know the time will come where you know, you're still building
0: your baseball field basically yes. What are some software programs or digital tools you can't run your business without?
1: Okay, currently, I'm not a big techie person, but currently I think my business won't function without Google Workspace, uh, Finmo, and FB.
0: What was the last one?
1: FB, Facebook.
0: Facebook, oh yeah. Okay, what's what's the best advice you received as a new mortgage broker?
1: Uh, that mortgage is a continuous learning process. No matter how old you are in the industry or how senior you are in the industry, you still learn, right? So, you know, that's the principle I'm applying. I'm going to learn continuously so that I can serve my clients well.
0: And then knowing what you know now is something you do differently if you were to start over again today.
1: Okay. When I was new, when I got my license, I got so excited, right? Just to tell the world that I am a mortgage broker now. But I think looking back, I should have been more specific in terms of targeting as to who and where will be my client source will be. So that's actually the thing that I am applying right now. So I could have done it earlier.
0: Sorry? Getting more narrowly focused, basically.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because Before it was like I was spreading myself too thin. Mm -hmm. So now... I've learned to strategize who could be the potential, you know, continuous source of my business.
0: Right. That's smart. So we were chatting beforehand and I'd asked you kind of what are the challenges that you have. And you had said something about like you got a few realtors right now that are referring you. But why don't we talk about that? And then I'll give you some thoughts on it. So why don't you explain kind of what we're talking about?
1: Yeah, I was telling like currently my source of business are limited to like mostly Filipinos, Filipino community. So I would like to expand in other nationalities as well.
0: Into other realtors, right. Okay, so that's a great question. Okay, so here's a thought on you for this is what I would do, Wilma, is that because I know you're in Edmonton, I think one of your realtors you said is in Calgary. Mm -hmm. I would go to your Edmonton realtors and say, when you refer a client to somebody in Calgary, who do you trust and then get an introduction? Because if you've got these realtors that already trust you in Edmonton, they've got somebody. They're non-competing market. Realtors do get a referral fee. If I'm in Edmonton and I send my client to my friend in Calgary, I get 25%. So I usually have somebody that I send people to. And the reverse is true for the person in Calgary. They guarantee they have somebody that didn't, or they have somebody that they would connect with. And so it might be a way for you to like just an easy hack for you to expand your realtor list. The other thing you can do is you can say to your realtors that really like you is say if you go on vacation, who covers for you? The great way to bring this up is, hey, you got any vacations planned this year? Yeah, I'm planning to go away. Or if they say no, say where would you go if you could? Or if they tell you where they're going, hey, just out of curiosity, who covers for you when you go on vacation? And they say, oh, well, I have this person. Hey, could you introduce me? Because I like working with you and I probably like them too. So there's another way for you to expand without really, and these people are already trusting you. So you're going to kill it. Like if you do this, I guarantee if you don't walk away with you know, doubling your realtor count, I'd be shocked because these people already know like, and trust you and they'll pass you on. And then now you're going to, it's going to be a layup. So I would try those two things to expand them initially. And it might be more people in the Filipino community, but like whatever, if it's working and it may or may not be. So that's how I would try it. Yep. That's awesome. So Wilma, I've really enjoyed working with you and seeing your energy and your passion. Where can people find you online?
1: Well, my email address is Wilma WP Mortgages, and my Facebook page is Wilma Pay Mortgages.
0: Right. That's awesome. Well, thanks Wilma. It's great to chat and I'm sure I'll see you at an upcoming event at some point when we've got some stuff planned. So we'll make sure you get an invite to it.
1: All right. Thank you so much, Scott. It was a pleasure to be part of your podcast
0: all right thanks again for listening to that conversation with wilma hopefully you are inspired from listening to her story about just the success that she's had a couple of quick things first if you are a new mortgage broker so if you're under two years and you're like man i'm not getting the support i need i'm not getting the mindset coaching that i'd like and i'm not getting the strategies and tactics then go check out rookie to rockstar.ca i am not trying to sound braggy but the program we have developed is the best in the industry by far. And here's the thing I'll tell you, not everybody is gonna be successful as a mortgage broker. If 100 people became a mortgage broker, got their license, the stats say about 80% of them will not last two years. I think that's absolutely shameful. And I looked at the stats from our company, from we started the company a year ago, 12 months ago, and the people who started with us 12 months ago, 40% of them now have very successful mortgage businesses. That number is probably gonna convert over to 50% in the next month or so. There's a couple that are sort of just sort of going. And I believe that we're gonna get that number up to 60%. So our goal, our target is to help 60% of our agents build successful mortgage business. And what does a successful mortgage business look like? It looks like what is doing, finding your 10 mortgages, having a pipeline, knowing how to get more business. And so, you know, I think that the industry as a whole is broken in terms of how we help and assist new agents and if you want to really succeed we can help you go check out rookie to rockstar.ca thanks again for listening to this episode wilma has tip to you i am so excited for what you're doing and i'm sure i'll have you on the regular podcast at some point when you're crushing or god only knows how many mortgages you can come back and share some of your insights so thanks again guys for having listened to this show this is an i love mortgage brokering production